Hi, I'm Jory. I play Shayna the pilot, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Clara the mechanic, and it's good to be here. Hello, everyone. It is I, Jordan, last name Dawson, and I play Leo, first name, last name Vance the Scoundrel, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jillian. I play November the Stitch, and it is good to be here. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm the GM, and it is good to be here. Welcome to Many Realms. Do, do, do. Fastest routes through the Procyon sector are undoubtedly the hegemony-controlled hyperlanes, which charge hefty tolls and bristle with security stations. But for smugglers and scoundrels, the so-called back lanes offer a tempting alternative, as long as one doesn't mind subjecting their ship to whatever weirdness floats along the fringes of civilized society, where form and control dance warily with the unflinching blackness of deep space. Shayna? After your latest escapades on Warren, the seat of hegemony power, you don't mind laying low and taking a back road. So the Houndstooth cruises, seemingly calm, through the black. We had a lot of stuff happen last time uh, as we dealt with Leo's operation on Warren. Clara took trauma, people fought in elevators, there was robot betrayal, there was jellyfish, there was declarations of love. You guys have been struggling to get cred jobs you've been spending a lot of money on leo's via cell what is going on and what's going to give uh team meeting we have team team hall or some some place that i assume that we congregate we have to uh i think chit chat let uh also leo i'm gonna say on calls the meeting or whatever we have everyone brings their ice cream and their coffees and stuff hey guys he's awake yeah Good to see you, too. You look better. I don't doubt that. I figured I should call this because I imagine we were waiting to do our our debrief. I appreciate uh, the patience, but um, I think this is pretty pertinent. So, Captain, debrief away. We were able to fill our side of the bargain with Quincy and eliminate the a- their AI data. Quincy, can you report back on exactly what you were able to do in their, to their system? Once Clara had me access the Hoyama terminal in their AI department, I was able to delete at least a few years of archive material as well as all current plans stored at that facility. It's not a total solution, but I'd like to think that we were able to set back Koyama's AI developments by at least five or ten years. Great. And uh, Dr. Seven, how did we do on um, helping out Leo here? Well, uh, the cube held Leo's medical records uh, hostage um, so that it got what it wanted. But we do have those. And, uh, well, he's awake. What? can we do with the medical records? 
well, it's going to take some time to go through them all. Um, but then, then we'll know exactly what uh, we're dealing with, and you know, more more information about the technology uh, can only can only be beneficial because so far we've been, you know, just kind of uh, treating symptoms, and you know, I'm not not an augmentation specialist, so. Yeah, uh, I guess this is about what I thought. I really sincerely appreciate all that you uh, you all did. I guess the crux of the situation is we ever really stopped to consider, and I mean really actually consider in the whirlwind of all this, if we're actually cut out for what we do? No. Jaina collected us. Yeah. I'm the most obvious, ready example. If you look at myself, lift, lifts his crutch. Uh, Shayna, no offense, but it seems like you see more ghosts, and I don't mean real ones, than you used to. Uh, in just such a short time, we brought a, 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 a kid to... to all kinds of planets suffering family trauma getting in gunfights we have a, a, a doctor who could be who who is is amazing at what they do and could be setting up a practice somewhere and helping a lot more people than 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 one person who needs to who made some bad decisions in the past and a couple robots and Ox, I mean, you go entirely underappreciated for everything that you do. Uh, it's almost like you're never on the mission. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Make your point. Uh, I think uh, I've been doing this a long time. I think uh, I've been fighting the inevitable for a while now. And uh, I think just after whatever we do next, I'm pretty sure that'll be that'll be it for me. And I really implore you all to think of the same because I think you're all very good at what you do. I just don't know if we're, um, I don't know if we compliment each other so much. What What do you mean that's it for you? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably retire to some small planet somewhere. Just won't do too much. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I don't move around a bunch, so I'm sure, you know, I'm sure I'll be okay. What about your arm? Sometimes it is what it is. But we, we just got your medical records and you're telling me you're giving up. Well, I said that I'll be around to the next job. Leo, that's not a lot of time. And I'm sorry, I'm just... Uh, I'm, maybe I'm the only one that sees it. And maybe I've been around a bit longer. Uh, see what what we're doing does to each and every one of you including you ox and truth is i don't think that it's uh it's worth it for the few scrap that we get a few little credits that we cobble together you don't think you're worth it i don't think it's about age i don't think it's about how long you've been around because i see it you're right we're not a compatible crew and when were we ever going to be a compatible crew? We're just, again, a bunch of random people that Shayna found. What were the odds we we're going to get along? We're not family. We're basically strangers. I don't mean to say that insultingly. It's, it's just a fact. Um, Shayna will 
get up from where she was sitting and she'll say, I'm sorry to hear that, Leo. You're free to leave whenever you'd want. Just tell me when I'll drop you off at the nearest rock and uh, same goes for all of you. And she'll make herself another coffee. I think November just uh, abruptly stands up and is trying not to show everybody that she's crying and she just fucking leaves the table because this is too much. Clara takes a bite of a piece of bread and is like, I think you upset the doctor. Yeah, I thought I might. Everyone on this boat has made sacrifices for you, Leo. Everyone. Yeah, and they shouldn't have to. It was our choice, and I guess you've made yours. Ox stands and strides out of the room. You're on a hot streak today. Yeah. Are you just going to go back home? Me? Yeah. Mm, No. I mean, I get why you're leaving. I don't know if I can go back home yet. I just was saying, (laughs) we're not this family. We're not a bunch of friends who go on fun adventures together. It's a job. Yeah, but you know that you (laughs) could get a job that uh, is a lot safer and will pay a lot more than this. So you say not a family, yet you make it sound like you're stuck here taking care of these people. You're you're overqualified for just about every tech job in the entire galaxy. And here you are fixing the shower here for us. You're right. It's kind of a shithole. Don't tell Shayna I said that. I think Shayna knows that. Yeah, she doesn't like to hear it. I am smart. You're right. But I'm still a kid from a shithole planet. And all I'm trying to do is feed my shithole family they don't matter in the grand scheme of things and i don't matter in the grand scheme of things so what does it matter if i can afford nicer accommodations on a more legitimate ship where i'm not gonna get arrested because i don't matter i am saying it's just a job and most of that's true but if i have to throw my life away for something and send my parents a few credits here and there, it might as well be for something that helps everyone else. And maybe someone else who gets helped will have less of a shitty, shitty existence. You know, you can't just say that you like being here. No, I can't. Uh, I should say, you know, I I mean, uh, I'm leaving after the next job that isn't a bottle job, you know? Next, Got like, it. job, Next you know what I'm saying? Job. If it's not like, help, uh, my young child's uh, lollipop was stolen. We need you, like that. And, and then I'm like, oh, it's here. And then I'm like, all right, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mission complete. See ya. I, I feel like November and Leo need to have a, a conversation. I don't know if that's yet, though. It's pretty harsh. No? It's pretty, uh, pretty freshy, that's fresh, fair. fresh. That's, that's true. That's but true. yes, I mean, I guess that's mostly up to Jillian. Yeah, I mean, like at this point, um, if you know Leo's saying like that's it, and I give up, and I'm I'm just gonna go retire or whatever. Um, November's like cool. I guess you don't care about me at all or anything that I've done for you. 
Um, and all of it was for nothing. So I definitely shouldn't tell you I'm in love with you because all of mm-hmm. this hurts so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, boys. Boys. Stinky, stupid boys. They are stinky. Would November turn to anyone? Like, I wonder, because Shayna uh, was present when you made that confession. Like, I wonder if you might talk to her. Yeah, I mean, of, of all the people, it would probably be her. Everyone else is either too close to the situation or a robot or Russian. <laughs> yeah. Ro- which one's Claire? The robot? Claire's a, Claire is a Russian, Russian robot. robot. <laughs> oh, shit, I spoiled the end. Oh, fuck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> If uh, November seeks out Shayna, you will find Shayna somewhere in the ship, maybe one of the common spaces. Shayna patrols rooms B1 through B4 with a battle axe. If you get any loud noises made within 60 feet of her. That's that's not what I was going to say, even a little bit. (laughs) But it's where we're headed. She doesn't even own a battle axe. Oh, never mind. She's like taking all of like the pictures off the walls and like moving around furniture and all that kind of stuff. I think um, Leo and Clara being like, well, this isn't a family. This isn't a home has made her really upset. And she's like, must make space nicer. So she is redecorating, but we don't have any new stuff. So she's just rearranging. So you catch, yeah, you catch Shana like moving a couch or like putting pictures in a different space on the wall yeah it's definitely like the sound <laughs> like i don't even think november was like was really looking for you in this moment but it's like you know you just hear the couch like dragging across the metal floor and it's like the fuck uh captain do you think this is better over here the couch yeah so the couch was on the left wall and that was okay, but I think over here you can kind of get a better view of the portholes over there, and then I can put these. Sh- like Shana, I have these pictures you, I got on Breck. Why are you uh, rearranging the room? Sometimes you just gotta move stuff around to keep it fresh, especially if you live in a small space with a lot of people. Moving stuff around, I I found can make a difference. Yeah, November gives you kind of, I think, like a knowing smile, <laughs> like they're onto you. <laughs> um, I think I sit down on the couch, which is just currently like in the middle of the room, like askew with like piles of crap around it. And I say, how are you doing? Oh, that's kind of a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> it's a loaded day. Yeah, um, it hurts. <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to take November's hand and take you to the kitchen with me where we keep the ice cream. Because I feel like that's the correct, (laughs) this is the correct time to whip out the ice cream. And I'll say, yeah, it's frustrating. I'm frustrated. Do you think he cares about me? Yes. Then why would he leave? Why would he give up? Shana's not going to say, like, the most, like, correct, emotionally intelligent version of this. Like, like what would be the right thing to say would be, like, he feels bad getting people's care and doesn't want to be a burden. 
But the feeling is maybe something more along the lines of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's anything against you specifically. I think it's the situation, the environment. And I think maybe I could take that picture over there and move it into the break room instead of the kitchen. (laughs) Like I knew that I probably couldn't cure it. But I, I just wanted it to be enough. What, what, what do we have to help us? What do we get? I still don't really understand. We have his records, but what, can we start at least? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I've barely had time to, to look at them because he's been unconscious. And, you know, I had to fix his arm and doctor everyone else and whatever. And so I, I, need, I need time to look at them. Um, and, and he's not giving me time. He's, you know, put, put a pretty hard and fast deadline on the whole thing. And I just, I just don't think that's fair after, you know, we, we risk so much going in there and like all of us and, and then for him to just be like, well, actually it's not worth it. Then like, why did we do it in the first place? If he didn't like, what, what did I, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. We went in there, and I guess maybe our plan was a little half-baked, and we weren't didn't have a good sense of what we were going to encounter when we were in there. So then, so then what, what changed for him? Why did he agree to that job if he was just going to leave? That's a question for him. For the record, I do consider you family. Oh. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Shayna is verklempt. She gets up and she takes that painting she wanted to move into the other room. And she says, thanks. Um, Let me know if I can help you figure this all out. November nods and takes another big bite of the ice cream. November, when you are alone in the kitchen eating your ice cream, uh, sadly, uh, you could swear that you hear the faintest music being piped over the intercom. It's uh, soft and simple. It's played on an instrument you don't recognize, this high lilting melody. And then after a few minutes, it fades. Okay... Uh huh. Um, are there are are there like push to talk bits in the in the kitchen? Can I can I get on the comms? Yeah, you can definitely get on that. I think there's a a hard intercom built into the ship for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would I even say? Is it good music? <laughs> Is the ghost talented? Uh, I like it. Sorry, it, it's uh. Somebody forget to to turn off their, you know, Bluetooth music and is accidentally streaming it to the whole ship. I thought we had a a no group music policy unless it was agreed upon beforehand. After the Luna Squad incident, yeah. Clara says it is dead silent in the lounge. I'm sorry, I didn't hear it, but I was listening to something else. Okay, there was definitely music in here. 
coming from somewhere. Um, I don't know. Is there like a record? None of you are saying you were playing music, but I'm, I'm, I know I heard music. Claire says, sounds like we need a doctor for the doctor. Ox? Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, maybe you're, you're just tired. It's been a long day. Can I go up to the bridge and check like all my little blinkies and radars and screens? Yeah, why don't you make a, a helm roll for blinkies? Oh no, I need dice. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. I got a six. Okay. Shayna, on your blinkies. Uh, yep, <laughs> wait, that's <no>. so. <laughs> Shayna, you look at the blinkies brand ship navigation console to ascertain the origin of this interference. The logo is a fish with three eyes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Classic. Good, good deep Simpsons cut. We love it here in many realms. Yeah, you are, you are kind of deep in the back lane, so it's unlikely that you're going to encounter another ship around here uh, most of the time. And, uh, you do catch a frequency coming in that uh, could be music, maybe. It's a very sort of continuous but irregular frequency that's playing uh, on one of the instruments. And uh, by the time you set up a channel to open it and and put some headphones on and listen, it's faded. Um, but you do, on a six, have a sense of the direction it's coming from, which is space east. Um, I will click the... Um intercom and i say uh looks like it's just a uh, rogue signal we can check it out if you want is it coming from like a ship or a something or is this just like weird psychic nonsense like before could be weird psychic nonsense it's coming from a direction i don't know if it's coming from a ship unless this frequency like disrupts something significant we probably wouldn't immediately go check it out. And for now, it's like a weird thing. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So we'll just keep going where we're going. We also don't. We're also purposely laying low. So I don't know if we want to see anybody. That's true. Yeah. So. So November years weird music and everyone's just like, no, we're not touching that. Was someone playing music? No. And <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Um, I think I want to talk about robots a little bit with Clara specifically. We had some interesting interactions in the last episode. Quincy kind of put his non-feet down in a way that he hadn't done before um, by holding Leo's mm-hmm. medical data hostage. And you also found research that was specifically oh, yeah. on Jeeves in the executive suite at Koyama Solutions, yes. which is pretty weird. So I wonder how Clara feels about her her mechanical friends. Uh these days um still attached and loving them but i definitely want to look into what that what like we took it i remember right shana has a a hard drive with the files on jeeves that she was able to download from koyama yeah so i would love to have that and look through it and try to understand um because i'm not going to try to make sense and interpret what it means for jeeves to have been on the ship or to have been on in the lab for no reason. I'm not going to interpret this as positive or negative yet. So um, let me look at the data. Sure. You fire up your rig, Clara, and you start sifting through the files that Shayna grabbed from Koyama. They're all encrypted. 
Uh, so it does take an annoying amount of time to break the uh, encryption code on each one, see if it's a file that's worthwhile, add it to the pile, kind of sort and arrange all of them. Um, it's a it's a project that takes you a few hours, but as you're drifting through deep space and no one really wants to talk to you, <laughs> it seems Perfect like there might time. not be a better time. Um, I would love for you to make a hack roll for me. Um, are we on a job? Can I use a special ability? You're not on a job right now. Oh, but I can push myself. Can I push myself? You can push yourself. A six on the last one. That was a close one. All right. Clara, you start digging deeper into these files and trying to figure out what exactly Kayama Solutions was looking for. And you make a, a pretty interesting discovery. Uh-oh. More than one, I would say. Um, first of all, it seems like Koyama has a an actual like numbered list uh, of surviving precursor robots that are still in circulation in Procyon Sector. Oh, shit. It's a number that totals around 712. Um, which makes you a very lucky and very uh, rare uh, young girl, Clara, to have one to call your own. Of the 712 Urbots that are currently uh, known to be existing in Procyon Sector and still functional, Jeeves is number 458 for, I don't know, record-keeping purposes. And uh, they have done a pretty good job tracing his sort of... Um, <laughs> like his lineage, like his his kennel certification, um, they have uh, contracts. Some of which are like clearly, you know, part of big corporation uh, trade mergers, but also scans of things that were written on the back of old napkins in restaurants, like the way that these robots have been passed around Procyon sector for decades and decades and centuries. It's not a complete chain, of course. Uh, and there's almost no way it could be, but they've done uh, what must be a, a, a large amount of work and a large amount of money to trace Jeeves' providence, as well as the providence of any of these other robots they can track down. Um, I think probably it ends, you know, 10 or 20 years before you found him on Baftoma, so it's hard to say how long he was there or what forces conspire for him to be there. On a six, you also learn again that they refer to him not as Jeeves, as you might expect, but they use the word Andaris to refer to Jeeves, A-N-D-A-R-E-S. Um, it's a little harder to understand what this means. This These reports are like a little bit more technical. There's like a lot of breakdowns of his machinery, which is kind of surprising because as far as you know, Koyama's never had their hands on him, but they seem to know exactly how he's built just as well as you have. Um, and while they don't give like kind of a general overview, the word Andaris is used to refer to this model several times. So from this information, I can kind of gather that they want him, that there are other Urtech that I out there that I could potentially try to get, and also that um, the word Andaris is important. Mm-hmm. The third and final thing you find on this this set of files is a um, it's a map. It's almost sort of like a like a timeline, like a histograph. It explores kind of how all of these robots have spread across Procyon Sector again over centuries. It's basically just charting out the same data that you have that's sort of captured in documents and scans and things, but across space and time. Um, and it's sort of trying to pin back 
where all of these urbots originated from, because it seems that about 300 or so of the 712 urbots located in Procyon sector all came from the same place, and that place is within Procyon. Um, what's that place called on the map? Uh, it's just referred to as Origin Site. Um, and it's not like you can get a rough position of it from the map. It's uh, it's near uh, the outskirts, kind of like the, the wastes beyond Breck. It's not really any kind of like charted or inhabited area for humans right now. Um, but it does seem to be where Koyama lists the origin site for uh, Jeeves and, you know, 299 of his closest cousins. Um, okay. I would love to talk to Shayna about that. Yeah. Uh, I think you get up from your rig and you turn to go see her and uh, there's someone standing in your doorway of your room. And it's? It's a woman. It's a tall, old woman. Spooky! She, yeah, it's definitely not anyone, you know, that you know to be on the ship. None of them are tall old women. Um, Ox is, like, fairly tall, but you wouldn't call her old. I was going to say, That'd Ox be... is tall and older. Yeah. she, she wouldn't. old to me. That's, okay. It's a woman older than you, Clara. She's 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a tall old woman. Her hair is swept up and piled on top of her head in this intricate sort of nest of rings and curls. She has fine lines across her face, and she's wearing this um, bizarre outfit. It's it's regal and elaborate. There's fine embroidery and lace work running all across it. It's way too nice It's than anything you would find in some market stall on a planet somewhere. It's clearly all handmade and clearly took hours and hours uh, of work with fine materials to produce. And she's standing really stiffly, her hands clutched together, her back straight, and looking directly at you, Clara, as you stand up. Ah, okay, Eli loves a ghost ship, but I think Clara hates not understanding things. So she would not like the paranormal. Clara suddenly becomes very aware of my hat gun and where it is, which is probably across the room, but it's a small room on my desk. Not really close enough for either of us to get to. Um, without obvious sudden movements. So Clara remains as calm as possible and says, Hello. The woman inclines her head. I will turn on intercom as I say, What are you doing here? Uh, Silently, the woman steps forward and she extends her hands to you, like sort of uh, loosely for for you to take. I take one hand and I don't take the other hand off the intercom. She she tries to sort of tug you into the center of your bedroom. Her hands are colder than anything you've ever felt in your life. Okay. Clara lets out a yelp, partially to let everyone on the intercom hear it, and partially because it is so fucking cold and strong, wrinkly hands are freaking me out. So you hear the yelp, it cuts off. Clara takes both hands. The woman dances with you, slowly and gently spins you around the center of your bedroom a couple of times with this complicated waltzing step that you, of course, are completely unfamiliar with. You think maybe you might have seen people doing it uh, in silhouette through the window of Governor Varma's manor on Baftoma. And then, after a few turns of this woman silently dancing to music only she can hear, she fades from your grasp. Wait, but before she fades, 
I wanted to try to get something off her dress. Sure, what do you want to get? Is there any, like, loose beadage or something that I could try <laughs> to pickpocket a, a loosely worn bracelet? Yeah, why don't you make a skulk roll to pickpocket this woman? Okay. Once a, once a street rat, always a street rat. Right? <laughs> it's true. It's for evidence, it's not for gold. Well, gold would be good too. I just upgraded my skulk to three, baby. Four. Four? Clara, you, uh, as she spins you around, you reach along her arm and see a bracelet that's sort of um, just kind of hanging on, just barely slid over her wrist. And deftly, you try to pluck it off. It feels like ice in your hands. And she, the woman, definitely doesn't notice as she finishes spinning, bows to you deeply and disappears. When she's gone, you feel that ice cube in your hand, and when you uncurl your fingers, you can see this bracelet melting, like it is made of actual ice, drops of it pooling on your palm and running down your wrist, where it splashes onto the floor of your room, it just gently evaporates and vanishes until nothing remains. Okay, I think fear is overriding trauma right now. Um, cold baby becomes scared baby. I'm gonna run to Shayna's room. When you come in, I'm like wearing coveralls and I'm painting a wall. <laughs> I think that you think that this spaceship is like a 10 bedroom, like Georgian like, <laughs> painting a wall. <laughs> what wall is not covered in like safety gear or instruments? <laughs> well, the accent wall, of course. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm not painting a wall. I'm moving. No, you can't. No, you're painting <laughs> I just think it's wall. Like, you, there's like a yeah, couch you took everywhere. the stuff down, you put some painter's tape around the like guns on the wall, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be green. Claire comes in, and she's usually the type to knock, but she doesn't this time. Goes straight into your room, holding her hat gun, gives you her spare blaster, and just kind of, like, hides behind you. What's going on? Did you let another passenger on the ship? Not since you. Yeah, um... Clara explains the woman, the ice-cold hands, in as much detail as possible so you know, hopefully, that I like at least I am steadfast in what I saw. And then I ask you to hold, like, touch my hands. Like, I think, maybe it's not, but I think it's still cold from holding the, her hands and the necklace. Oh, definitely. Um, is this way shit? Uh... Can I find out if it's way shit? Can I detect way shit? A tuning would be a good way to detect if it's way shit. I would love to. Do you have any means to help me? Like, do you have any attune to assist? No. I have helm. Uh, no, it doesn't have to be like binary attune or no attune. Like, if Shayna can think of a way that she could help you uh, focus here, like, I'll, I'll accept that. Can I just, like, try and help calm you down? Because you're, like, very... You're up here if I can just, like, grab your hands and, like, it's okay. It's probably just a weird way thing, and I'm sure we'll just pass through. Are you okay? Um, plus one stress? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire will do a deep breath and a tune. Four, five, six. On a six, this happens. All of you, 
in your different rooms on the ship blink. And then when you open your eyes, you can see overlaid upon the view of the interior of the houndstooth these soft pink lines that sculpt out the shape of another ship that is floating through yours. November, in the kitchen, you see ghostly pink figures spilling out of a doorway made of light, laughing and dancing and playing with each other. Leo, I think, returning to the med bay and lying down for a little power nap. You see... uh, workers in the belly of a ship trying to refuel a malfunctioning engine all around you, passing their hands icily through you as they work. Clara, you, attuning to the way, look down and see yourself dressed in the same fine fashions that you saw the woman wearing in your room, and you are standing proud and uh, assured aboard the deck of this ship watching stars twinkle around you as people dance and play music together across this uh, beautiful wide bridge. It must be some kind of elegant cruise ship, some pleasure voyage out among this part of the galaxy so many years ago as these soft pink ghosts twirl in circles around you. And Shayna, you watch Clara's eyes unfocus, a soft smile spread across her face as she nods politely to people who pass her by. You see a little bit of a uh, some captains and ship officers talking to each other and gathering over a desk in the far side of the room, heads bowed, shoulders pressed together as they plot their course. And outside the porthole of your room, Shayna, you can see the prow of this ghost ship passing through yours as this ship bisects the houndstooth and sails clear on through the rest of Procyon Sector. And you can see other ships around it, smaller ones, a whole flotilla pouring through this section of space. And then after maybe 30 seconds or a minute, the pink light fades, the ghosts disappear, and Clara lets out a deep and heavy sigh. What's what's the reactions to these, these ghostly visitations? Uh, Leo is dismissive of it only because of, obviously, like, he's cognizant that he's just had this operation he had a bunch of shit pumped into him he's on a new experimental drug for the past while by the name of viacel i mean i feel like things like this as well as his own mental state that has invited like various horrors upon him more recently as well as his um aging but still sexy mind uh i think that that he um uh definitely like is taken aback by it but dismisses it as something that is like a byproduct of that yeah, you November got you on those Tylenol fours. Yes. Um, I think Clara's quite moved by it. First time I've seen something. It's the first time I've seen something so beautiful, probably and unique and beyond understanding. But also the first time I've like created something so beautiful, or not created, but like I made this happen, and it wasn't just like lines. I don't know. Yeah, you've had some bad way experiences in the past, and this one kind of is good. This one was a good experience, yeah. November doesn't have a good understanding of, like, way anything, um, other than it's very, like, psychologically disruptive. So, I mean, I think, you know, after the the several horrible encounters with, like, way stuff, it's almost like a relief that this one wasn't, like, painful. (laughs) It's like, oh, there, 
People are like dancing and playing. I think I think she's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and be like, "Okay, so when does it start hurting?" Yeah, Shayna's spooked. I'll hit the intercom and say, "Is everyone all right?" We all we all saw that, right? This time, definitely yes. Y- yeah. Uh, I'm gonna double. I'm gonna check my uh, my my blankies again. Yeah, I think you can see that the signal you were getting with the music on it uh, is now obviously much stronger and much closer. You can tune into it and listen to it with headphones if you wish. And you can see that as the ship is passing over and through yours, it's going to start moving in the opposite direction away from the houndstooth. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can, like, send out, like, a, hey, is anybody out there sort of signal. Hmm. I think that would be another helm roll for sure. Or a tune specifically. Well, I can do one of those things and not the other <laughs> one. Well, if you ask nicely, Clara can also attune. Um, I think, well, I, I, this game, I think, tries to be more uh, open-ended for skill rolls than not. So if you think this can be something that can be achieved just by, like, uh, arranging the, the frequency you spread out or, like, the way you set up the radio, then definitely I'll take a helm roll for it, for sure. Great. Thank you. I think it would be very limiting if, like, the only way anyone could interact with the way is to, like, wait for Clara to show up and attune to things. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a six. Okay. You just, like, set the radio to, like, you just flip it over and on the back as a Ouija board. And you're like, there we mm-hmm. go. Right. <laughs> I have it set to spooky. Yeah, I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah. No, um, you, you send a call out on as many open channels as you can, which is, like, maybe a little bit risky in this Is very- it reckless? I would say it's kind of reckless and it's like unattended part of deep backspace. So enjoy the XP. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And you do, in fact, get a response. It sounds really distorted and faded. Like the person is speaking to you from within like a windy cave. Um, But it's clear enough to hear if you strain against your headphones as this person says. um, Yes, come in. Come in. Are you in distress? Are you in distress? Uh, you just flew straight through our ship. What, what are you talking about? I look over at Clara. What am I talking about? Well, I think they're dead, so I don't think you can really tell them the truth. This is Helmsman Nichols of the Osiris. Are you there? The Osiris. Um, I'm sorry, Helmsman Nichols. I think this must have been some some mistake. Uh, carry on. Of course. <laughs> Is there anything you else you want to say to uh, Helmsman Nichols? I don't. I, I didn't have much. I just good. Good. We can. We can chat. <laughs> You've got a ghost radio now. Can you look up the Osiris? I can't. Can I look up the Osiris? Shit. Is it the Titanic? Is this the Titanic one? This is the Titanic I was right. One. Jesse's laughing. Well, there's no icebergs in space, so legally, I don't have to uh, accept any Titanic jokes. I can sound this horn. I hit the the, the thing. I say, um, Jack, don't let go. 
The Osiris was a pleasure cruiser and it did get destroyed. But again, can't emphasize this enough. Not with an iceberg. TM, TM, TM. Uh-huh. No icebergs. Thank and with you. What? Um, uh, what? What destroyed the Osiris? Yeah. It's actually unknown. Um, oh. It's considered one of the sort of uh, classic like rumors or mysteries of Procyon Sector. I mean, ships go missing or get destroyed all the time. Uh, we know that there's fucked up way shit. We know that there's pirates. I mean, people like you, frankly, could have destroyed it. Um, but it was one of the biggest and most resplendently styled and uh, most wealthily passengered ships of its day. And so the fact that not a single living soul returned uh, has always been like a topic of some conversation and speculation. Oh, no. Um, Shana might be a nerd about this kind of ship history. I love that element. That's fun. For hunting a ghost ship, baby. What do you know about this ship, Shana? What do I know that's extra about this ship? Well, I'm going to tell you about all of the, um, <laughs> what is it with the Titanic? Like all of the different hulls that they had so that yeah, yeah. It, it filled up. So when it scratched against the ice, like the equivalent of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um, on the intercom. Guys, it's a ghost ship. We found a ghost ship. May we please follow the ghost ship? (laughs) I realize we're all going through something right now. (laughs) But maybe we need a little pick-me-up in terms of solving uh, the mystery of what happened to the Osiris. Uh, Clara says, hey, Leo, does this count as the last job? No, right? Are you pressing the button? Yeah. Well, uh... (laughs) Usually a job as an exchange of monetary goods for services. And this seems like a one-way street. All right. So as long as we don't make any money on this, then we get Leo for extra time. November is happy or whatever. So it's fine. Let's go. Doesn't count as billable hours. Okay. I know you said as long as we don't make money on this, but if we can record some of this and like sell it to... The History Network, we are we are set. We are done. Off the intercom, Clara says, oh, no, don't worry. This is for making money. Uh, can we even record it? Huh? Or is it just going to be like a little kind of like ball? Like it looks like a dust Oops, speck. Oops, all orbs. Yeah. Does no one never watch any of those paranormal investigative shows. Oh, like, oh. It's a ghost and it's yes, just like yes. dust. Yeah, a little like a um, orb. Lens flare. Yes. Um, all right, let's once more into the invitation of insanity and calamity upon us. Let's go. I want to say there was probably like a Blot Grubat arc about the Osiris. Um, or, you know, like fake, fake fantasy Osiris. Yeah, they, he had a Doctor Who phase where he was kind of doing space and time. Yeah, yeah. Blockster like, who? It's like the holodeck program. Yeah. Star Trek. November can put their grief on hold for a moment to to fan geek. Yeah. And we're following it. We're following the ship. I don't know what else to do. I am not a ghost hunter. Do we have like e- e- EMF? You probably maybe don't have an EMF yet. Interesting new development for the team. Um, but you can bank the hound's tooth and start to follow in the wake of the Osiris uh, or the signals that you're receiving. What what 
I mean, you still have the radio contact to Helmsman Nichols, but what's your um, what's your kind of play here? What do you want to do? I would like to eventually try to board the ship. Is it? Does it have? Is it ethereal or does it have? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> I think right now Shin is just at like, can we get evidence? Like, can we like get video of this thing? Like, is there a way to um, record uh, way way visions? I think uh, anything's possible. This would definitely probably involve some attuning or work on Clara's part to maybe rig up a solution to to have a ghost camera or something. Yeah, can I like attune to the camera in Jeeves or something? You want Jeeves to be your your ghost camcorder? Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Our tech also is uh, mysterious in the same way that the way is. Okay. Um, why don't you make an attune roll then? That's a fail. Here's what I think happens. I think that uh, Shayna leaves furniture half-organized in the halls of the ship as she becomes excited by the prospect of tracking down the fabled Osiris, uh, which is getting more fabled <laughs> by the second, I feel. Um, and she instructs Clara to figure out a way to capture any of the images they're seeing. So Clara starts tinkering with Jeeves. And um, I think, Clara, once you've got something set up that you think might work, you gather everyone in the lounge once again, where you've set up on a big screen a sort of Jeeves feed that everyone can watch um, as you attempt to get him into contact with the Osiris. And uh, you've made some modifications to Jeeves' little uh, eight-ball face and um, dressed him, you know, in period costume for the occasion. He's got little coattails. Yeah. <laughs> How does the ball wear a coat? Many it's funny it. that the history of this ship, it goes back to coattails for the fashion. Well, coattails, baby, never go out of style. I got mine on right now. What's up? Right now. <laughs> You've got Jeeves all rigged up, Clara, and when you attempt to attune and once more uh, find the the connection to the Osiris that you had a moment ago, you sort of steady yourself. You've got both hands placed on Jeeves on the table in front of you, like he's a crystal ball. Um, And uh, when you close your eyes, Suddenly, the uh, hound's tooth before you is gone. You are on the Osiris, and something horrible has happened. You hear these ethereal pink voices as these formless, rushing, chaotic ghosts run back and forth past you, bumping into you, throwing you off balance. There's the smell of smoke maybe in the air, but also something else, very sour and pungent. And you can barely see as these bright, bright lights of pink ghosts assault your eyes and kind of throw you back against the wall of whatever hallway you're standing in. And you're trying to splutter, draw breath, and call out for help. And when you open your eyes again, uh, you're standing in the hound's tooth, and Jeeves is gone off the table. No! You're also going to take a level one harm. The rest of you saw Clara attune. Um, her hair start to float a little bit off her shoulders and her upper back, and then Jeeves just instantly vanished off the table with a bit of a high-pitched yelpy. Oh, God. Clara says... Where did Jeeves go? 
What did you just do? I don't know. I mean, I tried to tune in again, and I was there, and... Do I know what the smell... Like, obviously, it's probably not a familiar smell, but is it akin to anything I can describe? It's a super familiar oh, smell. okay. It's engine coolant. That kind of sour, tangy smell. I describe that to the crew. Sounds like something sabotaged the Osiris. It was pretty horrible, but sorry. So where did Jeeves go? Is Jeeves on the ghost ship? What do you mean? You were all here and you... I was the only one who was kind of spoken for, so where did my best friend go? Claire's looking at all of you in the eyes expectantly. He just vanished. You see Clara visibly deflate a little because that feels like that's super my fault. Um, let's get on the ship. Let's go. I have to, we have to get on that ship. And she starts going towards to suit up. Uh, I want to call Mr. Nichols. Yeah, when you put the headphones back on, Shana, you hear a distress signal coming through. Uh, this is Helmsman Nichols of the Osiris. Helmsman Nichols of the Osiris. Any nearby ships, this is a distress call. Please come in. Please come in. Helmsman Nichols of the Osiris. Hi, Helmsman Nichols. This is Captain Shana Silver. What can I do you for? Captain Silver, how many can you carry? We've got an engine malfunction here. We're looking to evacuate our ship. Uh, I can maybe take, what, like 20? Well, they're ghosts, so you could take all of them, I guess. <laughs> 20 is that the absolute most you can do? This is an emergency, Captain Silver. There are women and children aboard. Uh, and me, I'm a man, but I, you know, <laughs> I don't want to die. We can max out at 30, but after that, this, this rig isn't meant to handle that many people. I'm so sorry. Uh, how can we get to you? Uh, we are at 24413, uh, heading uh, towards Cobalt 1. I, my plan is if we can get to their coordinates, we could maybe get to Jeeves. Let's do it. I don't know who Jeeves is, but thank you. Please hurry. <laughs> okay, you have the exact current coordinates of the, uh, of the Osiris. It feels, I think, maybe less cool now that they're dying and they're just ghosts in distress. Uh, like it feels less cool to record that? Um, no. It's a <laughs> great documentary. If we <laughs> Clara is suiting up. Shayna is at the radio. Leo and November and Ox are in the lounge watching the screen where Clara and Jeeves were standing a moment ago. An image comes up. Uh, it's it's heavily tinted uh, with shades of rose and salmon pink, but it looks like um, a corridor of a ship with panicked legs and shins scattered about every which way as from a low camera angle, uh, people push and prod their way down this hallway. I think we found your robot. Uh, any more description? Uh, any idea? Any hints on it? Like, uh, on the ghost ship. It's It looks like a fucking stampede okay. down there, love. So, somewhere where a lot of ghosts are running around. She... Uh, maybe I'll try to talk to Jeeves. 
She comes to the comes back to the lounge, looks at the screen, um, and tries to communicate. I guess, like Jeeves, can you hear me? It's heavily distorted, but it sounds like Jeeves can hear you. Are you okay? Try to get near an exit, and we're gonna come get you, and we'll be there as soon as we can. Uh, you see the image on the screen start to move as Jeeves rolls down the corridor, uh, trying to avoid getting kicked like a fucking soccer ball around the stampeding crowds on the Osiris. Um, he tumbles through an open doorway and down onto a glass-roofed uh, open observation deck where you recognize some of the images that you saw during your earlier vision of people dancing and spinning around and singing. Now, of course, it's mostly de- uh, destroyed and empty, and you can see that the back part of the Osiris, the rear engine, has definitely malfunctioned, and uh, you can see there are spurts of fluid shooting up out of, like, open valves, and there is smoke billowing up, flooding this glass box, hotboxing the ship fatally, Uh, for all of its poor, poor passengers. And Jeeves pans out across a field of stars as he looks desperately for you. I'm coming. Okay, he's in the observation deck. That's a... That'll be pretty easy to find. Probably the biggest window. Um, I turn to Shayna and say, we gotta go straight to it. I mean, right... we're, We're gonna break the glass if we have to, right? Well, I mean... Kind of no harm, no foul, as long as we get Jeeves back. Uh, you, so, Claire, you're just going by yourself. You're going to be suiting up and sort of just <laughs> trying to attune back into the, the ship? Is that oh, the idea? I thought we were physically going to the ship. Am I trying to teleport into it? No, you're physically oh, going yeah. there. It's just that it's, like, not really yeah. there. <laughs> That's the ghost half um, of it. Yeah, I'll suit up. Is anyone coming? No, we're not family, so um, <laughs> you're on your own with your robots. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to tune. Uh, I'm going to push myself, I guess. Okay. Ah, wait. Can I use a gambit now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two sixes. Two sixes. All right. Uh, you can put a gambit back in the pool. Um, for this desperate role of trying to attune yourself into a ghost ship that Shayna is trying to fly you guys into and through, but still kind of nicely. Clara, you are braced on the airlock door of the Houndstooth, and uh, as Shayna gives you the order saying you're pulling up, you shut the door behind you, you open uh, the exterior door, the void of space beckons, and as you double check your secured tether line, you step out and you attempt to once more channel the same energy that you can feel flowing all around you. And on a double six, once again, uh, it happens for the entirety of the crew as well. Leo and November sitting in the lounge watching the screen. Suddenly the room is filled with heavy clouds of pink smoke and people come running towards you out of the fog, gasping and clutching at their throats. Two women, one of them helping support the other, stagger forward and drop down to the floor, breathing heavily and casting their eyes about for anywhere they can shelter themselves. Um, One of them looks up at the other, uh, with tears in her eyes. Her hair has been singed and has come unpinned, spilling down across her back. She says, I love you, to the other one, 
who just coughs and nods and wipes smoke out of her eyes as they hold each other. Shayna, you spin around and you see in the same hunched over excited position mirrored on the other end of the bridge, the person you have to imagine must be Helmsman Nichols as he smashes the open channel button on the radio, identifies himself and calls for help over and over and over. You can see he has a cut on the side of his head that's dripping blood down his ear as he calls out and out for rescue that will never come. And Clara, you uh, find yourself passing harmlessly through the pink shattered glass on the roof of the observation deck. As Shayna tries to keep a steady clip with the slowing down Osiris, you cast your eyes about and you see Jeeves in a shade of glowing bubblegum pink uh, as he exists in both of these realms at once, rolling around on the deck madly looking for you. I jump for him. He's the only family you've really got, isn't he, at the end of the day? Yes. You jump for Jeeves, you feel the tether straining as you try to spool out more slack and get closer to the observation deck. Jeeves launches himself off, and interestingly, when you feel him land into your arms, as he's done so many times before, you don't feel a a round, heavy orb the size of a volleyball. Instead, you feel like you're hugging a grown person, and you feel arms wrapping around your shoulder and hugging you back. And you pull your head away, confused and alarmed, and you see the smiling face of a man. Uh, He has long hair that he wears in a high ponytail and kind-looking eyes. And then after a second, that pressure on your back and around your arms fades, and you're holding Jeeves once again, who is uh, buzzing quite contently. Clara pulls back and start pulls back towards the ship holding Jeeves as tightly as ever I'm gonna break my arms with how hard I am holding on to this robot I'm so sorry buddy oh never again I gotta stop putting you on missions what do you want you want a new tune-up <laughs> Shayna on the bridge a uh, a large pink a metal crate, a a transport crate, kind of floats across the windscreen and then shatters before your eyes in slow motion. And uh, fancy-looking jewelry and precursor goods start spilling out of it. Uh, They are floating in the air past you as though pushed by an invisible breeze. You can see glittering pink diamonds and pearls all around your head. Can Can I touch them? Yeah, they are a little bit translucent, but definitely grabbable. This seems like a collect as many as I can, and this is our pay for this one situation. <laughs> it's the it's the ghost pearl fishing <laughs> mini game that every good RPG yeah. has. You are trying to grab this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll try and get some. Um, November and Leo, are you doing anything in the lounge? You see on Jeeves' screen as Clara launches herself towards him and grabs him. And you also see these passengers kind of stampeding through the the impossible non-existent doorways all around. Wait, did it look any different when Jeeves trans- kind of transformed to them? Were you guys watching the Jeeves screen? Were you guys watching the Jeeves, the Jeeves switch, just the Jeeves stream live closely for clues? <laughs> um... I mean, I think I think the scene is really like 
rather distressing um, to November because, like, they can't help. Um, so <laughs> Turn this um, movie off. Especially seeing these two, like, be like, I love you. And November's like, I hate everything. <laughs> this hurts so much. Um, yeah, so I think, like, November is, like, curled up with her eyes closed, honestly. And just trying to be like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. It's not real. What about you, Leo? Uh, I guess in same, same, but different in that it's, like, uh, <laughs> it's so much information. Uh, and, yeah, like, various, like, these are people in extreme pain and I had mentioned prior about I believe Leo like escaping planet um, it's it's akin to that so it's very uh, probably like just wide eyed um, absent from reality just like these images that are based in reality moving in on him prompting him to think about other things and then coming back to reality only to see the the i guess the horrors that are invited upon him continuing to occur which then throws him back and forth back and forth caught between somewhere in the past and somewhere within the present november reaches for your hand do you take it i i i guess the way that that would happen would be like i feel that and it pulls me more to the present brings a level of comfort and then what it was I suppose a um, like a still open hands clasps around your own hot the interior door the entrance door and the real ship on the actual houndstooth opens as Clara flings herself back in the airlock shut behind her. Jeeves still has a uncomfortable pink sheen that he definitely didn't have before as she totters into the lounge carrying him and falls to her knees. Clara, you see these pink ghostly visions starting to fade as your attunement starts to release hold. But you also see November curled on the couch uh, in, in complete distress while Leo holds their hand. And you see... Maybe down towards the bridge, Shayna um, <laughs> trying to collect as many rings as she can on her fingers. <laughs> um, well, admittedly, the first thing is, uh, now that I have calmed down a moment, um, Clara will look at Jeeves and say, kind of afraid that it's a stupid question, was that you? Mm-hmm. Might sound crazy, but do you have a ponytail? Were you always a robot? Okay, just forget it. I'll come to the lounge. Shayna's in her own bottle episode moment, I guess. <laughs> mini game. Shane had a very different emotional experience than everyone else today. I'm remodeling and now I'm grabbing jewelry. Uh, yeah, I'll come to the lounge to see Leo in November. If you have Jeeves and you don't want to be attuned to the Osiris anymore, I mean, you rolled a double six, which is pretty fly. So the um, 
The smoke starts to clear. These two women holding each other on the floor of the lounge soon lose their opacity and become nothing more than an afterimage on your closed eyes. Shayna, you are clenching onto this gear with your life, but you can see it start to curl and wisp around the edges. Dang. And the uh, the Osiris starts to fade from view. So we don't get to keep the jewelry and make some money. It's little more than a dream. Visible enough that you could record it and maybe try to get your proof going. There might be like manifests or artifacts of note that you could uh, get pictures of, but I don't think okay. the physical goodies. So let's say I had the foresight to do that rather than the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> And all around you, in real space, through the windscreen, Shana, you can see that there are, like, remnants, pieces of rubble floating in a petrified explosion in the stillness of space where this ship started coming apart. Some pieces never made it much further than here. And you can Mm. see uh, old sections of the hull, what looks like a half-complete cabin even drifting lazily through the black. Um, You have found the the end point of the Osiris, a ship thought to be lost forever, deep, deep in the blackness, several hours off one of the, you know, lesser-trod hyperlanes of Procyon Sector, you've made a rather interesting historical discovery. And, you know, there could be stuff here to plunder if we wanted to pursue that. But in general, you also know where this fabled ghost ship ended up. Is that photographs worth anything or? Okay. Would like the pieces around here uh, could be worth searching. Um, I'll say if you want to spend time like going out and extracting here, you can definitely find at least a few credits worth of, of material. I would like to do that. I think you can find a standard, you can find five creds worth of material out here. Cool. If you're willing to take the day and just kind of explore uh, untouched shipwreck. Um, I, want a, I want a closing moment or beat or thought here. Uh, as we've seen some ghosts, as we've battled some of our own, Clara's further deep into relationship with Jeeves and Shana's deep into relationship with lots of money. Maybe it's um, a little bit after everything has calmed down from the, the pinkly ghost ship adventure. TM, TM. Clara. I guess to open the conversation, Clara's way of connecting with Shayna still maybe is, is like, she's trying her best to connect is like confiding or I don't know. She comes in and she says, so November doesn't seem to like me too much these days. November's going through quite a lot. Aren't we all? Yeah. Touche. Found this map. When we were in Koyama. It's a histograph. And little over half of the Urbots left in the galaxy seem to emanate from right here. Jeeves is all over this document where I found it from, and uh, they call him Andaris. And I don't know if you noticed, but I feel like I'm losing it on the ship, the ghost ship, the Osiris. For a moment, I thought, I felt like he was a person. I don't know about all that, but... um... We did get this map from uh, when we visited Hannah. 
a few few weeks ago. Um, is there any overlap here? I'll take out the uh, Hannah maps to see if I can, like, if there's any any match. Yeah, Shana, you've been working on analyzing these maps for some time across the last few weeks. And as soon as Clara pulls up the files, it's abundantly clear that these are pointing towards the same place. And with the Koyama data uh, combined with what you have from Hannah's scans, which were stationary from her fixed position, do you think you could find it? Do you think you could, take, you could go there? So I say, do you want to check this out? Yes. With all my heart. Clara. I th- maybe like grabs you by both of the wrists, sort of, and is like, I sincerely mean it. Thank you. You're a good captain. I give you a hug. We can hug. Feeling awkward. I don't return, but I don't pull away. I like it, but I... I'm not gonna say I like it. Baka. (laughs) (laughs) I set the coordinates, the GPS, to, to the origin point. Thanks for listening to another episode of Many Realms. What mysteries await the crew of the Houndstooth at the origin point? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. And if you're looking to keep this ship flying through space, consider supporting us at patreon.com slash many realms. There are plenty of goodies waiting there to make it worth your while. See you next time.